0: You're listening to the seven-part sermon series, Burning Questions, taught by Pastor Ryan Couch at Calvary Chapel of Crook County. Over our seven-part series, we'll be providing biblical answers to your most asked questions. Let's join Pastor Ryan now. Tonight we are going to talk about creation. This is week number six of this Burning Questions series, uh, where we've been trying, and, and I do emphasize that, that word, trying. Uh, We've been trying to answer some of your questions. We've talked about suffering and why do Christians suffer if God is a loving God. Uh, We've talked about heaven and angels. We've talked about the reliability of the Bible and and some other things. And uh, tonight we want to talk about creation, specifically the races. Uh, Why are there different races and how was the earth populated Uh, We want to talk about where did Cain get his wife, although that question always kind of uh, humors me, but it is a a question that a lot of people have, and uh, that a lot of skeptics will ask uh, to try to disprove the Bible. Um, And then dinosaurs, which is of course always a favorite topic, not only amongst children, but amongst adults as well, and so we'll talk a little bit about dinosaurs, so the races. Where do they come from? Uh, how did the earth get populated? Uh, turn it with me in your Bibles to uh, Genesis chapter one to begin with. Genesis one one is the foundation for the rest of the Bible. Without Genesis one one or without a, a solid grasp of Genesis 1-1, we we really have nothing uh, else to to really uh, sink our teeth into. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible never sets out to prove the existence of God. It's always assumed. Part of that is because the Jewish person that would be receiving these scriptures already had a a belief system in God and was already uh, taught the existence of God. And not everybody comes from that worldview today. But nevertheless, God does not ever seek to prove his existence. And I think that we are really fighting an uphill battle to try to do it. If God doesn't do it, and God doesn't see it necessary to prove that he exists, I think we are going to have a very difficult time trying to prove to somebody that God exists. I think that, as we talked about uh, in our series in the past, that it is built into every man, this belief system in God. And atheism and agnostic uh, type of thinking really is a suppression of that faith that the Bible says uh, is really a gift given to every man. So, be that as it may, uh, we have here the, the foundation for the entire Bible that God created the heavens and the earth. And so, where did the races come from? Well, we have to believe that they came from God who created everything. And we also believe that it's an evangelical belief that God created everything in six days, not in six days that were actually a million years. But in six days, literal days, because it says evening and morning, and you don 't have to be a scientist to know that if it 's talking about an evening and a morning it 's a literal day right that 's how we define a day the sun rises, the sun sets that 's a day and so there's six literal days here in fact, the word that 's used day here in the Hebrew means that it doesn 't mean a million years it doesn 't mean an Indeterminate amount of time that is ambiguous, it means a day, 24 hour period of time. And so God created man. He created everything that we see, he created it in six days. And so where did these races come from? Well, according to the Bible, all humans on the earth today are descendants of Noah and, and really descendants of Adam going back. But of course, everybody but Noah. His wife and his sons and their wives died in the flood. The flood again is a is a foundational belief in in your uh, Christian understanding. You have to to believe in the flood, otherwise uh, many things will fall apart in your understanding of the Word of God and, and really of science um, but if if everybody stems from from Noah and, and really all the way back to Adam and Eve, if we're all descendants, then where are these different races and groups uh, coming from? Where do they originate? Well, the most obvious reason for these different races and these different genetic, uh, you know, not, not genetic, but these, these different uh, people groups is, is skin color. That's that's the basic difference between the races. And many people, many skeptics, use the races as a way, at least in their own mind, to disprove the Bible. To disprove the Bible's record of history. They believe these various groups uh, could have risen only as a result of evolution. Of man evolving over Tens of thousands of years. This is how these races would have come about. Except the Bible tells us something completely different than that. The Bible says that we've all descended from Noah's family. And that when they exited the ark. And that they began to repopulate the earth. That everybody had one language. And that they were all living in one place. Look at Genesis chapter... 11, now the whole earth had one language and one speech, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Uh, This is the land uh, now currently referred to as Iraq, this is Babylon. Babylon. Then they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language. Um, the, the pronoun us is interesting, completely different note, but you'll notice in the, the book of Genesis that God refers to himself in the plural on more than one occasion, which Points to the Trinity, but that's a whole different discussion. But come, let us go down and confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore, its name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. And so A biblical answer to how did all of these people get around the world is found right here. That was one of the questions that we had. How did the earth become populated? Well, people began to scatter. People began to go to different continents and different places. Because of God's confusing of their language. Because of their rebellion toward him. And so this really answers the racists, because race really, as I said, comes from difference of skin color. There, there is white, there's yellow, there's brown, there's black, basic skin colors that we have today, and scientists, whether creationists or evolutionists, all believe that skin color comes from a... Uh, a part of our body called uh, melanin. It it produces the different skin colors. It it produces the different pigments. And it's really easy to figure out why someone would have a darker skin color than someone else. It's just based upon the amount of melanin that they have. And therefore uh, Europeans and, and white people, Caucasians, ...have a very low amount of melanin. And uh, black people have a high amount of melanin. The reason that we know this to be true... ...is that you can also see this even within the same race of people. And melanin is really produced from exposure to the sun. And so if you look at the European countries where these people settled... There's not a lot of sunshine going on there. But if you look at the places where uh, black people have originated from, there's an intense amount of sunshine in Africa. And there's an intense amount of heat. And so it doesn't take, again, a a, a scientist to figure this out when you begin to look at these things as to where races come from. And it's also why uh, your exposure to the sun will build up melanin in your body. And why if you are a person that um, tans very easily, it's probably because you had exposure to sun over your, your lifetime. But if you're indoors all winter, you'll turn white. But when you go outside in the summertime and you begin to get a lot of sun, you'll tan very quickly. And do you notice how that some people who are white don't tan very well at all? But some people like me who get get really white. If you look at parts of my body that don't get a lot of sun, it's pretty white. But I can tan like that, whereas other people burn. And it's all this melanin in, in your body that will uh, also just turn darker and darker. And so the different skin colors uh, really has a lot uh, to do with that. Uh, some of the other things that, that may look different... In uh, races that, that evolutionists say would have taken thousands and tens of thousands of years. Uh, scientists are finding out actually don't take very long at all. Uh, if you look at the difference between uh, the Asian eye and the Caucasian eye, it really is just a, a, a little bit of fat built up around the eye that would produce uh, the Asian eye that we're all familiar with. And it's not some process of evolution. It's just more fat around the eyeball. It's not a huge difference. In fact, and this kind of speaks to racism and things, but there are times when they need to do skin grafts on on people. And there are times where a black person's skin will actually match a white person's skin better than another white person's, and vice versa. And that shows you uh, how little difference there is between the races. Uh, And and in reality, scientists uh, have told us that there really is only one race. In, In your DNA and in your genetic makeup, it's absolutely impossible... Uh, to tell differences, and, and God created Adam and Eve, and from that has sprung all these different races, uh, and, and it's just been, uh, you know, some differences of uh, over time in different places that people live and where they've settled that have caused some of these differences, much like uh, within. The, the family of dogs and that really there's not a lot of difference between each species of dog uh, but they, they have these different looks and so we could talk about that uh, a lot longer but uh, let's move on um, to to the, the idea of Cain's wife. Evolutionists will ask and, and skeptics of the Bible will ask, where did Cain get his wife? If, if Cain married one of his sisters, which seems like the logical answer, then he, must have, then he intermarried, which is against the Bible. The Bible says that incest is, is wrong. And so they, they say, why would God say that incest is wrong if that was the only choice to populate the earth? There must have been another, uh, you know, group of people that were uh, created or that existed elsewhere. Uh, this was one of the major uh, questions that was brought up in what is called the Scopes Trial. Um, back in the early 1900s, uh, Williams, William Jennings Bryan uh, was put on trial basically uh, by by a man named Clarence Darrow, and and he was put on trial to try to defend Christianity, and he really did a pretty horrible job. Uh, he he answered some questions unbiblically, and and he made some assertions that have really haunted Christianity ever since uh, in terms of apologetics. Uh, Carl Sagan's uh, book Contact and the movie that came out later called Contact uh, uses some of these same questions as uh, skepticism toward the Bible, uh, but sadly, a lot of Christians can 't answer these questions: Where did Cain get his wife and the inner uh, marriage and you know they have a difficult time answering uh, this, but I think the answer is is quite simple. Um, First of all, we know there was no other group of people, there was, there was no other, um, you know, creation or uh, some group of people that existed somewhere else because the Bible says that everyone is a descendant of Adam and then in fact everyone has received a sin nature from Adam and so we can all trace our lineage back to him. The Bible makes it clear that only descendants of Adam can be saved and that we all have received our sin nature uh, from him. And, and the Bible also teaches that Jesus came in the line of Adam, that he's the second Adam and, and that he is uh, the, the perfect Adam that uh, saves us from our sins. And so that that concept, biblically, is, is completely erroneous. Um, And so if Cain was married and if they populated the earth as the Bible teaches us, then he must have married one of his sisters. And they would say, okay, then that is incest and it goes against the Bible. But God didn't prohibit Inner family marriage until the time of Moses, until the law, 1,500 years uh, after the, uh, the, the, the time of, of creation. And so what, what's happening here is that there, there were reasons for God's prohibition of it later and reasons why it wouldn't be necessary to prohibit it earlier. Over time, the the genetic code that every one of us receives, half from our mom, half from our dad, we we receive a genetic code. And over time, the the genetic code has been sort of tarnished and has has received errors. You know, you might look at them like viruses in a computer. And, And because of our sin, man has steadily received more and more of these errors from our mom and our dad. But the the cool thing is, is that typically a mom and a dad don't have the same errors. it's, It's mathematically almost, you know, just an impossibility. And so, because they're not closely related the one heir will get canceled out by the, the, the other's non-heir. And it won't be as harmful. But if you have a brother and a sister that get married that have these same errors given to them by their parents, then now that's passed on to the children and they, in turn, uh, have a retardation and in all kinds of other physical problems. And so that's why in God's wisdom and in his knowledge previous to scientists and medical technology, he knew that it would be uh, a harmful thing. But early on, when we're we're going back to the first generation of, of Adam and Eve's children, they didn't have those genetic errors. And so it wouldn't have been an issue. But over time, as sin was passed on, those genetic malfunctions uh, began to crop up. And so that's why God didn't prohibit it early and did later. And so it's a very simple uh, answer. It is that God didn't prohibit it until the law. And so previous to that, it wasn't sinful. It wasn't wrong. And it was the way in which the earth was populated. Um And people will say well when When Cain left and was kicked out uh, and and told by God to leave and was marked by God for killing Abel and he went to the land of Nod, it says that you know he he had relations with his wife and they they began to uh to have offspring, and so they assume that Cain must have found a wife there. And and that's uh, why they would say, well, there was other people living on the planet aside from Adam's family. But it doesn't at all say that's what happened. It says he moved there and that he began to have relations with his wife and they began to have children. But it doesn't say that he found a wife there. It just states that they began to have a family there. And so very simple answers uh, to these questions. And although uh, they don't seem like uh, really big issues as far as Cain's wife, uh, they are in a lot of people's minds, and a lot of people have uh, just turned their back on God because of their lack of, of good answers in regard to these things. Um, How about the dinosaurs? Let's talk a little bit about dinosaurs and where did they come from? When in history did they arrive? And how do we reconcile the fossil records of dinosaurs and other extinct animals with creationism? There's a real aura of mystery that surrounds dinosaurs. And you know little kids just have this affinity for them and and even adults are kind of uh, Captured by these creatures from the past that um, That it it really seems don't exist anymore Uh, Where did they come from did they evolve? Uh, Did they really live millions of years ago what happened to them? Are there any living today? Uh, has any human being ever seen a dinosaur? Uh, first of all, dinosaurs did really exist. We don't have to try to pretend like they didn't. They're finding these fossils all over the place. And so it's, it looks really um, ignorant for Christians to say, well, dinosaurs didn't exist. I mean, it, clearly they did. And clearly there were many different types of dinosaurs, maybe not quite as many as as they say. Uh, archaeologists and scientists want us to believe there are hundreds, uh, thousands of different types of dinosaurs, probably about 50 uh, different types. They find different bones and they just make assumptions and they find an exact dinosaur in the U.S. and then they'll find one in Europe and they'll call them different things and and there's probably about 50. The story of their discovery began back in the early uh, 19th century uh, when Gideon Mantel, an English doctor, found some unusual teeth and bones in a quarry. Uh, he began to uh, dig further. And uh, about nine types of these different reptiles uh, had been uncovered by 1841, uh, including the Megalosaurus, and the iguanodon. At this time, a famous British scientist and creationist, uh, Dr. Richard Owen, coined the name Dinosauria, meaning terrible lizard, because that's what came to his mind as he began to formulate these fossils together and put them together, and and he was just like, man, look at the size of this thing, and Dinosauria, or dinosaur, uh, came to be. So it's not an old term. Uh, we're talking about mid-19th century. Um, and and so when people say, well, the, the word dinosaur isn't in the Bible. Well, if you think about the King James Bible, the English Bible, comes from the 17th century. The word dinosaur didn't even exist. And so, uh, obviously, if you go back to the time when the Bible was written, their concept of a dinosaur would be uh, a lot different in how they would describe it. They were all over the place, it wouldn't have been an anomaly at all. And and we'll look at some of of these uh, things tonight. Other than the huge size of some dinosaurs, the major feature that really distinguishes dinosaurs from other reptiles, such as a crocodile, is the position of their limbs. Most reptiles, uh, their limbs kind of shoot out uh, from the side of their Their body and they kind of wobble, whereas mammals uh, are fully erect, Uh, and so that's kind of the major uh, difference uh, from a dinosaur in a reptile. Is that dinosaurs, like mammals, were fully erect? If you uh, you know look at and think about some of these dinosaurs that maybe you've seen on TV or that you've seen in a museum or whatever. Uh, they walked fully erect, whether it was on all fours or on twos. That they walked like a cow or any other uh, kind of mammal. Uh, the size of dinosaurs really is kind of something that uh, we always assume they're they're huge, but some were as small or smaller than a chicken, and of course others were were uh, as weighed as much as eighty tons, standing as high as forty feet. Uh, The average dinosaur, however, was probably about the size of a small horse. Now, evolutionists want us to believe that dinosaurs lived millions and millions of years ago. Um, But fossil records and and really um, history, I I think, would tell us uh, differently. As Christians, as people that believe in the Bible... We believe that everything was created in six days, as I began talking about tonight. Therefore, we believe that dinosaurs were created when all the other animals were created. We also believe that when the earth was flooded, that two of every kind were brought upon the ark. And that those animals left the ark and once again populated the earth. And so, previous to the ark, there were dinosaurs, and after the flood, there were dinosaurs. If you look at Job chapter 40, uh, you'll see uh, what I believe is the Bible's mention of dinosaurs. And it's interesting, because this is a pretty specific description of a dinosaur And the Bible really doesn't describe any animal as specific as it does this. And so people say, well, the Bible doesn't really talk about dinosaurs. So how do we know they exist? Well, hold on a second. The Bible doesn't really talk about any animals very specifically. Does the Bible describe a horse in detail? Does it talk about its long flowing mane and its wispy tail and its hooves and, you know, get into all kinds of details about horses? And so we know horses exist. We believe they have hooves and we believe all these things about horses. But the Bible doesn't really specifically get into all of the details about a horse or a cow or an anteater or any other number of animals. But look at the detail in which this animal is described. If you start here in verse 15 of Job 40, God is challenging Job because Job is is beginning to question God. And, and and God kind of puts Job in his spot, in his place. He says, look at the behemoth. The Hebrew word is a large animal. A, a huge animal. That's, that's the, the idea there. Look at the behemoth, which I made along with you. Notice that. I made along with you. I didn't, he, he didn't evolve over time. And, and evolutionists will say that that mankind and dinosaurs never lived on the earth together, well, here we have a historical book talking about a, a large animal which we'll we'll read about here, and it says, "I made along with you and and they lived simultaneous to mankind. He eats grass like an ox. see now his strength is in his hips, and his power and is is in his stomach muscles. He moves his tail like a cedar. Now, if you think about all of the large animals on the planet, the, the gray whale, the largest animal uh, on, the, on the planet, or the blue whale, doesn't have a tail like a cedar. Some people say, well, he's describing an elephant. Well, if you've seen an elephant's tail, it doesn't look like a cedar tree. <laughs> Or they'll say a a hippopotamus. Again, a hippopotamus' tail is like that big. It looks like a pig. (laughs) So something else is being described here. And if you think about dinosaurs and these huge tails that they have, the description is becoming clear. The sinew of his thighs are tightly knit. His bones are like beams of bronze. It would be consistent with what they're finding. His ribs like bars of iron. He is the first of the ways of God. Only he who made him can bring him near his sword. Surely the mountains yield food for him. And all the beasts of the field play there. And it goes on to to talk a little bit more about the dinosaur, at least in my opinion, a dinosaur. And there are other places that, that describe huge animals. Uh, that would be consistent with with uh, what scientists are finding and archaeologists are finding. Evolutionists believe that no man ever lived alongside of a dinosaur. But the Bible makes it plain that dinosaurs and people have lived together. and And we see a lot of evidence for this. The Bible teaches that the original animals and the first humans were commanded to be vegetarian. There were no meat eaters in the original creation. Furthermore, there was no death. It was an unblemished world, with Adam and Eve and animals, including dinosaurs, living in perfect harmony, eating only plants. However, after the fall, after sin was entered into the world... God began to judge mankind and the rest of creation with death. And God allowed man and other animals to begin to eat meat and to become carnivorous. But the Bible plainly teaches that from, and, and this is throughout the Bible, that before sin entered the world, there was no death. And so... As a Christian, and I'm not saying that this is going to convince an evolutionist necessarily, but in your own thinking, it is wrong for you to believe that dinosaurs predated mankind and then they died off because the Bible teaches that death did not come into the world until Adam's sin. And so we've got to have that clear in our mind. It's heresy to believe otherwise. And it screws up everything. Theologically, if you begin to believe in death previous to Adam's sin. Um, and, And so this would tell us that there are no animal fossils or dinosaur bones that predate the death of mankind, that predate death and sin. After Adam's sin, animals and people started to die. And so, of course, during the flood, a whole bunch of people died, and a whole bunch of dinosaurs would have died, all at one time, which is consistent with what we're finding in the fossil um, evidence. And, and it's consistent with, with many of the other things uh, that, that we're finding in, in these uh, fossil records. And so, how did the dinosaurs die off? Why don't they exist today? Why, why are they uh, no longer uh, here? The reason for that, uh, I don't think we have a clear answer to, and, and would be conjecture on our part, but it would be the same for any other animal that's extinct. It could be a lot of different things as to why they died off. But... It, it could be that after the flood, as man began to populate the earth again and dinosaurs began to populate and killing and hunting and eating meat was prevalent, that man felt threatened by dinosaurs. See, before the entrance of sin into the world, man wasn't threatened by any animals but it could very well be that dinosaurs posed a great threat to mankind and so they began to to kill them off because they were threatened by them maybe they began to hunt them for sport uh not just for food and they they abused them and you know uh due to a lack of uh just care And stewardship uh, they very well could have died off just like many animals today would probably be extinct if it wasn't for uh, the departments of fish and wildlife and these different uh, agencies that keep track of animals and you know there's only a hundred of them left we better start you know caging them up or whatever and taking care of them and and, and so I don't think that it, it has anything to do uh, with uh, evolution, or that it in any way undermines the Bible, that the fact that dinosaurs no longer exist. Um, the question uh, for us is, is just really, did they exist simultaneous to man? Because evolutionists will say no, and they predate these dinosaurs millions and millions of years ago, and uh some things that would disprove that is the the mention of so many uh dinosaurs in in ancient literature uh the word dragon is used a number of times in the in the old testament it's used uh thousands of times in literature and and many people believe that um that literature's use of these fire breathing dragons and all of these dragons that are found in fairy tales and in different stories are descriptions of, of dinosaurs. Uh, evolutionists really do use their uh, imaginations when, when talking about the extinction, extinction of dinosaurs. Uh, some believe they starved to death. They died from overeating. They were poisoned. They became blind from cataracts, could no longer reproduce, Mammals ate their eggs. Other causes include volcanic dust, poisonous gases, comets, sunspots, meteorites, mass suicide, <laughs> constipation, parasites, shrinking brain, slip discs, changes in the composition of air, etc. Um, and so, you know, it really is grasping at straws, and I don't really see why it's necessary uh, to do that uh, when we see all of these other animals becoming extinct today and and being endangered today. Um, Some believe there are dinosaurs still on the earth, um, you know, and, and I find that hard to believe. But uh, there are some that believe that, and that you know these remote jungles, and they've lived there, and they're hard to get to, and there's actually uh, dinosaurs. Would we ever see one? I doubt it, but anything's possible. Um, and there, there really is a lot of uh, a, a lot of evidence that we could talk about about dinosaurs and about their existence simultaneous to man, and 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 the fossil records indicate that w- where y- you find the uh the bones of humans alongside the the bones of dinosaurs uh y- you find uh human remains uh that, that it's very evident that a dinosaur killed you know a human and then uh, was was suddenly killed himself and and then they're they're there together um lot, lots of those uh, kinds of things w- one of the the things that uh, evolutionists will use to to prove an old earth and an evolution uh, that that things have happened over millions of years is what's called carbon dating, specifically carbon fourteen dating. and I don't want to really get into that tonight, but I have an interesting article here. Uh, written by Mike Riddle, um, that if you 'd like to to read it i 'll have it up here, um, talking about carbon dating and how that carbon dating really uh, proves a young earth and and really proves uh, that we haven 't been around for millions of years, but more like thousands of years, uh, just like the Bible states um, and and the way they can do that is is by knowing. That carbon fourteen only exists in a living thing for so long, and the the lifespan of, of carbon uh, fourteen um, scientists have found is in, in evolutionists believe this too, but they, they deny their findings is, is that it only exists after something is dead for about 11,000 years, even less than 11,000 years. So if you find carbon-14 in something that is dead, then you can kind of date it back starting from that 11,000-year point up to the time that it died. And so if something has high amounts of carbon-14, then then you know that it hasn't been dead that long. And there they're finding all of these things that, that they said uh, have been, you know, dated back millions of years, uh, they're, they're finding that they, they still have traces of carbon in them. Um, and so uh, even diamonds, which evolutionists and, and scientists uh, believe are the oldest rock form on the earth. Billions of years They've been they've been here. That's how long it takes to produce a diamond. No wonder they're so expensive. But they've been testing diamonds and finding carbon fourteen in them. Not a lot, but some. And so, um, you know, th- there's evidence uh, that would disprove an old Earth. Another thing that I, I think is the the greatest evidence against evolution is the fact that if if animals are evolving and and you, you have one life form that is evolving into another life form, such as a monkey that's evolving into a human. If that's true, then we ought to have all kinds of evidence that would point to that of dead animals that are kind of monkey-like but then more human-like and so on and so forth. These stages in between. There ought to be all kinds of them. They believe that the whale evolved into a cow, that it, it grew some legs and it, you know, because it's a mammal and so it, it just sprouted some legs, and then one day it decided it wanted to go up on the beach, and, and the next thing you know, it, there it is. But where's all the, the stages between the, cat, the whale and the cow? Where's the whale like with one little leg? You know, Where, where's the whale with, you know, just part of an udder? and there's nothing to indicate that at all and so to me that is a huge that's a huge black eye for evolution and so there there's lots of other things that you can research again i have this article up here if you'd like to read it about carbon dating uh we have this uh, little pamphlet back there, answers to evolution. There are a myriad of articles. You can go to answersingenesis.org and research this uh, until the rapture. Uh, there, there's just a ton out there, and and I don't claim to uh, to know this subject very well, and, um, and and I apologize if I've hacked this up, but. Uh, if, if you're interested, I know that Mike uh, Ward is, is a, a real, um, has done extensive research in, in this subject. If you'd like to talk to him, I'm sure he'd love to talk to you about it. Uh, so, do we have any questions, any comments uh, about the subject tonight? Diana? um well i think I think that this supposed ice age was probably the result of you know a, a, the earth being flooded in a in a very quick and short amount of time, and so that 's why you 'd have all these things dead at one time, and so their their answer is that we 've had all these. Shifts in weather weather patterns, and so we've had ice ages where, you know for a million years the earth was frozen, you know And uh, and then it cooled off and then we've had real hot times and you know the earth was like a giant desert and um, and but Evidence doesn't point to that it evidence really points to a you know, a, a quick Death of all these things not slowly like Oh man it's getting cold you know and and then, oh yeah, and then the the warm animals that that like things warmer began to die off, and you know slowly but surely everything began to die it doesn't it doesn't the evidence doesn't point to that, but they have to come up with things, and so anytime um creation scientists or people that believe in intelligent design anytime they come up with things that disprove evolution. Then they have to find answers and they concoct all kinds of things that just don 't make sense and that 's why um, evolution is a belief system in a religion more than it is science and so when they, whenever they say well, creationism is a religion it 's based in a belief in God well evolution is a religion too it's it 's a a belief system that stems from your failure to believe in God, right? And so you have to prove that God doesn't exist, and this is how you're trying to do it. And and so, yeah. Dave? Yeah, I
1: just want to share something. It's been, oh, well, it was when Mount St. Helens blew. Tam and I were living in Vancouver, and we were going to uh, church there, and... and uh, guy that came in and spoke, and I, I wish I knew his name, and someone we had tapes on this whole thing. But there was an archaeologist. And he was up here by the mouth of the Tula River up here, and he was digging and doing all this stuff up here. He was a teacher, and he had some students, and he was on these different layers of the, of the dirt and all this stuff and everything, and these were thousands and millions of years old and everything. Well, there was, there was another guy that was here that was a Christian, and he happened to have been a truck driver, loader and he was loading this loading this stuff. It was all happened two weeks before that from the flood. This whole wall that was about thirty feet high, two weeks before that didn't exist. Mm. You know, and he was in there going through this whole thing showing that how all this stuff was millions of years old. Yeah. You know, and, and he was he got saved and he was the one that was in there and he was talking. Right. You know, because he for years that's where he had gone and what he had done. He knew that those were the same things that he'd been studying and learning his whole life. Yeah, And it actually had happened in two weeks.
0: Right. Yeah, that's cool. Kind of blew blew that whole theory. Right, right. That uh, St. Helens area is a great area to
2: look at uh, how the Grand Canyon was formed. they, They call that area a small Grand Canyon. The flood the Grand Canyon just like a flood caused the area up there looks like the Grand Canyon. And the same area you're talking about is they've got thousands of different layers of sediment. It looks mm-hmm. like it. But as you say, it only settled out about three or four days. Yeah. So that's what happened the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon was formed when it flooded. Yeah. Not by the river. The river's there, but the river found out of the Canyon was formed. The Grand Canyon was formed by the flood. Uh,
0: another real blemish in, in evolution is, you know, a scientific axiom is, is what we call the second law of thermodynamics, that everything is, is going from a state of order to disorder. And it, again, you just look outside and you know that's true. Everything that you have, whether it's your body, or your pet, or your home, your car, anything, is going from order to chaos. Just depends on how long it takes. Some things take longer than others. Evolution would say everything's getting better. Everything's evolving and, and and coming up with with ways uh, to counteract these things, but we don't find that to be true. In fact, the longer that mankind lives, the more diseases are being created, the more uh, things that people are being born with, genetic abnormalities, in oddities. You know, we I was just watching last night. Uh, They have that, some, one of those, you know, shows, um, NBC, ABC, I don't know which one, but what's that? Yeah, Medical Marvels, and um, there, this kid was born, he's the only one that they know of, where one of his chromosomes that determines, like, your, your growth had actually inverted, and so he didn't stop growing. And if he hadn't received medical help, he would have just kept growing until he died. And he was like 8 years old, and he was 6'10". And his knees were like this big around, and all of his joints and his jaw was all weird. And, and so finally they were able to, to get him on the right medication to to kind of counteract it. But where's evolution in all this? We're We're, we're constantly, like I was saying the The longer that mankind exists, the the more of these genetic errors that are being passed from from one person to another and so the more that we have children and the longer we 're on the earth the the more screwed up uh, the world is, not only from a spiritual standpoint from but from a physical standpoint, and so um, it just doesn't Prove itself out in, in light of the second law of thermodynamics. That's not a Christian or creation axiom. We, it's it's a scientific uh, fact that everything is getting worse. It's not getting better. So, Rich, you'd raise your hand.
1: Well, I wanted to know Mike was talking about the Washington Badlands. So there's a it's like a it's a scientific. It's a scientific film so there's no like, Christian background to it, but I mean if you watch it you can see all these other like geological features that you see everywhere else that's supposed to-
0: Yeah. It's just it's ridiculous. They just make stuff up and teach you this fact. Right. And I remember going through school just taught us all this stuff and questioning, you know,
1: oh, this must be a fact. And then five years later
0: they're trying to teach us
1: something else that disagrees with the fact that they taught us five years ago. Right. So it's all yeah,
0: I agree with you. It's like a religion. Yeah. Hang on one second, Tammy. Julie had raised her hand before. I mean, I'm no scientist at all I, I and I, I don't claim to, to know much but, um, you know, guys that do claim to know a lot say that the earth is probably about 6,000 years old you know, according to the Bible's genealogy um, that the flood probably happened around 4,500 BC like 1,500 years later and and that, you know 6,000 years but you know there, there's variations of beliefs in that um, but I think when you start to say well the, the Bible could support you know an old earth then you begin to have some, some problems theologically so Tammy you know not not so much the purpose uh it's an interesting question i never really thought of it before um but you know that there, there may be something with you know our our gravity and, and the different um you know things that we rely upon on the earth that there may be something with the the way the planets rotate around the sun that it all kind of ties together you know um have you ever read anything about that mike or Not really
2: old.
0: Something interesting related to that, though, that again disproves evolution is, you know, astronomers tell us that we're actually getting closer to the sun, not by a lot. You know, it's I, I don't remember exactly what it is. It's it's you know very small uh, distance that's being closed every year, but if you looked at it over millions of years the sun would be too close to the earth and we would melt. And so that that's an interesting, you know, as this earth is rotating around the sun, every year we're getting closer to it. And so over, you know, millions of years, we would get too close to the sun. And, and we know that are if you get too far from the sun, we would freeze. And if you get too close to the sun, like, and it's, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles away, we would melt. You know what I mean? It, there's not a lot of, of of play there. If we if we got too close to the sun, we would just fry. Right. Right.
2: Way back Bend it
0: now Yeah. You know, so
2: some days make sense
0: of what the Yeah, I I think so. I don't think those things just are out there for no reason. reason that God made. Yeah. Was still about. Right. The, uh, true yes
1: I don't know where I even learned this or whatever uh, but I was was under the understanding that dinosaurs pretty much had disappeared with the flood with Noah and and after that there was no dinosaurs before that there was and after that there was not
0: I mean it makes a it makes a a great great answer
1: because there are findings Supposedly the sturgeon is from that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, which means with the flood
1: through the water park, they would not have been would not have been wiped out like the rest.
0: Yeah, the on, the only problem with it would be that Job, you know, is is after the flood and Job seems to God seems to talk to Job about dinosaurs and yeah, and, and yeah, and, the, and like I said, you know, every animal was brought on the ark, so you know, God didn't leave some out. You know, every every animal was was represented.
2: Your reference to dragons is uh, pretty solid. Too. Then what's the ark that they found up in the Himalayas? They haven't, they haven't
1: found it. What? They the art have had to have been a thousand
2: miles long, but dinosaurs and people No, it was, it was 400 feet long. It was 70 feet high and 30 feet long.
0: If, I mean, you don't have to bring an adult. We're talking dinosaurs that are... Well, we're talking about babies. That's true. I mean, they were babies. Most of the way. animals, mm-hmm. they think are
2: human. So there was room for all the animals, of course. When you get into
0: Yeah, I think we assume that you had to bring a full adult, you know, animals on the boat, on the ark, but you didn't necessarily, yeah. 80, like you say, 80% of the dinosaurs were
2: small. Right. Um, it, Joan 41 is, the whole chapter, it talks about a fire-breathing dragon. And um, when I read that, I can't
0: help but
2: think
1: of, you know, like in the... Um, dark ages, they you know depict pictures of men fighting these fire-breathing dragons, and, and you know I, I believe that they very well could have, because what this is describing, you know, his sneezing
2: splash-forth light, out of his mouth go burning light sparks of fire shoot out, smoke goes out of his nostrils, and then it talks about, you know,
0: people trying to kill him, the arrow cannot make him flee, sling stones become like stubble to him. Darks are regarded as strong. He laughs at the threat of javelins. So. Yeah. And we you know, we don't really have animals that would fit that description today, you know. So Any anything else? There actually is one. called oh, the Palmer Deer Beagle. The what? Like the palm of Deer Beetle.
2: Has two cavities in his head, when the comes together, And they found the exact same that
0: very But I mean, that, the, that obviously doesn't fit the description in Job 41. Like, right but it says that you could sling harpoons at it and it wouldn't kill it right right I, yeah I hear you there um, I just mean that just like in Job just like in Job 40 that you know we don't really have an animal today that would fit the description of, of that you know but we have fossil records to show that these existed same thing here Um you know obviously God could create animals that, that can breathe fire like you're saying, this this beetle, but we don't have an animal that 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 we know of that, that fits this description, you know, that's alive today. Um, so I think what God was doing was he was taking the most magnificent of animals at the time and using them to show Job Look what I've created, you know. You're you're nothing in comparison to me. So don't don't question or challenge me, Job. You know that was kind of what was going on. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting. I think you've told me about that beetle before, uh, Mike. Another interesting
2: fact is that uh, 98% of the fossils are animals.
0: Were what? Uh, animals. Oh, right. 98% Somebody else? Diana? I was just going to say a little line like what Rich said about evolution in the schools. Is, I remember when I went to high school and they pushed evolution, you had to write reports and everything. So I remember because I refused. And talking to my kids and stuff now, I was talking to them about how to write reports of evolution, and they said they really don't teach it anymore and so if they're so strong on well, this is really what happened then why are they slacking
2: on teaching in the schools then? I think they still do. I think it depends on the teacher. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get a Christian teacher that doesn't push it um, because they know it better but they do enough just to get by with what they're required to do. And then there are those that are very proactive. Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends on that. But they do still
0: I mean it's so far, most schools have not allowed you know like intelligent design to be taught um and so they just don't teach science very well at all, but um you know there is a kind of a move to to allow for intelligent design to be taught. Which isn't religious in nature uh but but scientific in nature, you know, just to prove that look that this couldn't have just come about by a random chance, you know, and it kind of points you toward God, but it doesn't necessarily have to point you you know it doesn't ne- use the Bible necessarily because that's their fear is that okay, well, you know we're not gonna make the public school like a you know a Christian classroom. But there's ways of, of doing that, you know, where where they could teach intelligent design, uh, without it being Christian in nature. But I believe that once you open that door, then it would point toward God, you know. So, whoever wants to go first. Oh, Monty, I'm sorry, Monty, that's my blind eye over there. Um,
2: oh, I was just doing. Gonna... This measurable is a change in the magnetic and gravitational pull of different the bodies. They've been studying it on the Earth and they backdate that. So they're taking a known measure and being able to apply it backwards. And it comes to 68,000 or so years when they do that. 68,000? Um, 68,000. No, 68, oh, I was right. Right in the of the Bible. Right. It's, there's a lot of evidence out there other than carbon dating and things for how they've done things. Mm-hmm. Well, so the Sahara Desert, I think, is the world's largest desert, right? I think so. And that grows by a certain percentage every year. And when you take that back to where it would start, it starts at the flood. And also, the scientists have found that all this dated tree today, they figure it's 4,500 years old.
0: There, there's so many things like that, the the amount of dirt that the earth loses every year, over billions of years, the earth wouldn't exist, because we lose, the earth gets smaller, again, not by a lot, but we're, you know, just like today, the, the wind is blowing like crazy, right, you see all this dirt blow away, the earth is actually getting smaller every year, we lose land, uh, we lose land to water, you know, um, and and things are moving. I mean, we know if you if you guys know anything about uh, the the mountain ranges here in central Oregon, the three sisters are moving closer to Bend and and Redmond uh, every year. They they move a couple inches. So you know things are moving around. Stuff's the the earth is not just this stationary thing. Um, and so there's so many of those kinds of things that um, would would. Point away from evolution. A point away from a, a billion years. It just it can't work, you know. Um. Any, any anything else? Sure. So if people came monkeys. Why do we still monkeys? Yeah, I mean that would be a great point. Also, you know, you would think at some point. They would all just have turned into humans, you know? You
1: see
0: it yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Transition? That was the word I was looking for earlier. Yeah. There was a word in, my, in the recesses of my mind, but I didn't. It's just, you know, I need more RAM. RAM upgrade. <laughs> I don't think it exists, but (laughs) what's that? Right. Yeah. Let's close. You've been listening to Pastor Ryan Couch of Calvary Chapel, Crook County. For more information, you can write to us at P.O. Box 378, Prineville, Oregon, 97754. Thanks for listening, and God bless.